Look at my butt. It's not show 179. It's show 180 of Look at His Butt. LT and JK talk track. Listeners. Butt fans. It, it is show 179 wow. of Look at His Butt. <laughs> brought to you by Action Pants. <laughs> by Sansabelt. I, I wish that Action Pants was our actual sponsor. <laughs> I, I wish really we do. had an actual sponsor. I really don't care what they are. Action Pants. But that's a great sponsor. That's like the best of all possible sponsors. It's true. It's true. Yes. Um, this is a picture of an ad from the 60s, and mm-hmm. we have pretty much decided it's it had additions made to it to make it funnier. But, my God, even without, <laughs> it's pretty funny. It's um this guy who looks, you know, he, he his build and the way the shirt is tucked in, it's kind of Jack LaLanne without the big chest. It is. It, it is very much like that. It's a, They're very high-waisted pants. Yes. Mm-hmm. And he's got on a, a, a button-up shirt, but the top button is open at the collar, and he's wearing a dickie a or a cravat. Dickie. Yes. And um, and then there's a woman looking at him like, wow, you're my <laughs> dream man. And she has on a leash a little poodle mm-hmm. who looks rather distressed by the whole thing. <laughs> but here's what the ad says. Would you perchance be wearing <laughs> action pants? I love that it rhymes too. That's I know, brilliant. I know. And I love that they use the word perchance. Anyway, by Sansabelt, a man of action needs to wear pants of action. <laughs> Sansabelt, the only slack with the patented action zone. <laughs> now, with extra large snack sack. <laughs> and in, in the illustration of this man wearing his slacks, there's a large... Uh, <laughs> splash thing over his crotch and it says action zone on it just in case you didn't get that right right just just in case now you can purchase this at shampley's <laughs> department store in uh something new jersey Some, i can see that it's like a uh, patterson i think yeah i think you're right and just in case you were hesitating you should know that these pants have 100 percent Dacronability. Yes, not many pants can make that claim. This is true. I know, and you know, that's one of the few abilities that Vulcans don't have. <laughs> um, other things that make this ad really interesting is that the man has a suit jacket sort of tossed casually over his arm, which mm-hmm. implies that he is actually wearing a suit with a, sl- a short sleeve dress shirt, which, you know, nobody does. And you can also tell the shirt does not match the pants. No, not at all. Not even a little bit. Um, And I like the fact that the woman is wearing sort of a Chanel knockoff suit there. Yes, yes. (laughs) And her hair has, you know, got a little bit of a flip to Mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. And... uh, and I don't know. The poodle looks like he's got those weird little stretch rubber doggy trojans on his feet. He does. It looks really strange. I still think that this guy, in some ways, resembles um, a Sean Connery knockoff. You know, just a, mm-hmm. a low rent version. He's got yes. that, that look to him, like very, very bondish. Yes. And you, of course, are all going. What the hell does this have to do with William Shatner? <laughs> well, I mean, action pants. Yeah. 
They could have called them Shatner pants. They should have called them Shatner pants. It would have been a better name. Shatner action pants. Yeah. Yeah. Well, speaking of action Shatner. Yes. I'd very much like to talk about the um, YouTube video that is sort of Bill's greatest hits of rolling off of car hoods and doing (laughs) gratuitous shoulder rolls. Yes, that is a tribute somebody made for Bill in TJ Hooker. And I can't even believe some of the stunts that are in there where he's swinging on a thing through a meatpacking plant. Mm -hmm. Yep. And like you said, rolling off numerous car, car hoods and gratuitous shoulder rolls. And punching people and kicking a car door. Mm-hmm. He does that. Um, there's a lot of running. An awful oh, lot yeah. of running. Oh, yeah. Um, there's a lot of jumping over uh, walls, sometimes mm-hmm. fences, sometimes chain link fences he's jumping over. Um, there's a lot of rolling under cars happening also <laughs> for no reason, apparently. Mm-hmm. Just He felt like doing it. Right. Um, but, yeah, so many shoulder rolls. I really, really like the shoulder rolls. And there's also a little flirty moment, you yes. know, and you get to see some of the charm and hotness, which is something I absolutely do not associate with T.J. Hooker. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, and I also really like the scene where he and Adrian Zemed are running towards some garbage cans that they're going to jump behind for cover. Mm-hmm. And Bill jumps and makes it over the cans and makes it safely, and Zemed just crashes right into them. <laughs> That was in Bill's contract. Because he's a professional. Of course he's going to make it. Of course he's going to make it. It was great. It was really, really good. I enjoyed it. And, you know, I haven't really seen a lot of T.J. Hooker, and neither of you, right? Um, No. No, I've never watched a whole episode. So it's not a thing that we were really familiar with. And I hadn't realized that Bill must have been in really good shape while they were filming that, you know? For all the running and jumping and Mm -hmm. and rolling around, he must have been keeping himself in good shape. I also have to say, there were quite a few really good butt shots in that. Oh, oh, yes, indeed. Wearing very tight pants. There were a couple scenes where he wasn't wearing his police uniform. He was wearing civilian Mm -hmm. clothes, and they were fairly light. And there was like a sheen on his butt. (laughs) There really was. Butt light. There was butt light. And I was just going, look at his butt. His butt looks so good. Yes. Yes, that it's a very, very enjoyable video, mm-hmm. and it's it's very evident watching it. You know that Bill was doing most, if not all, of those stunts. Oh, I mean, yeah. not just the running and and rolling and and you know falling off cars, which we know he he does easily, um, but you know these other things like you know riding a, a thing that's sort of you know flying through the air mm-hmm. and and um you know in a wrestling match that bill's actually doing the moves yep he is he's he's he had a fight with a dude where he was fighting with a billy club so yes you know he was using that as a weapon and they were sort of wrestling and he was wrestling the guy to the ground and then he finally got him in, in like an arm lock with the billy club across his back oh yeah yeah action shatner oh man all the way definitely yeah it was great it was great and we're going to recommend everybody go and enjoy it yes um, should we talk about the other T.J. Hooker clip? <laughs> so from a really good compilation to a, a really horrible thing from T.J. Hooker. <laughs> this is one long scene that mostly consists of T.J. Hooker chasing a guy who's in a car. Mm-hmm. And I was howling throughout this. It's so bad. It's so badly written. And mostly 
Bill is, you know, chasing this. It's a high-speed car chase, and they're going, you know, through the mountains and stuff. So it's round curves. And he keeps saying, you know, saying like the guy can hear him, slow down, slow down. And I thought, stop chasing him, and he'll <laughs> slow down. You know, you keep closing in on him. He's going to go fast. This is how it works. And uh, the the killer is the ending, where of course the the guy you know loses control of his car, he goes off the cliff, it it explodes and, and bursts into flames, and Hooker pulls up and goes and looks over the cliff and sees this, and he says, "You just didn't have it, punk." <laughs> it was so bad. Oh yeah, it was really really bad. So it was funny as I was watching it, I was thinking that. At least two of the things that happen in that sequence, they've tested on Mythbusters. Oh, really? So the first thing is that if you're in a shootout, can you hide behind a car door? Because that happens, right? Like, All the like time, they, yes. they both jump out, and Hooker is hiding behind the car door, and the guy shoots at him, and you see the the you know bullet rebound or whatever off the car door, and you're like, oh, mm-hmm. he's safe. That doesn't happen. If somebody shoots at you and you're hiding behind a car door, the bullet goes right through the door. <laughs> okay. I always wondered about that. Now yeah. we know. Now you know. So don't ever think that that's going to keep you safe. It will okay. not. It doesn't okay. matter. Um, and then the other thing is that if a car goes off a cliff and it crashes down, is it going to explode in a giant fireball like we saw this car do? And the answer yes. is no. It never does that. <laughs> Really? It only does that if the Hollywood special effects people have put, like, several gallons of gasoline in it and then set it off with a with an explosion, explosive, as it goes down the hill. Cars don't hmm. explode when they go off hills. Oh, okay. Good to know. <laughs> well, the setup for this, apparently, were there were these two robbers... And they're in a parking lot, and they grab some girl who's just walking by and take no, her No, no, no. It's not no? some girl. That's, um, what's her name? That's the other cop. Heather Locklear. Heather? That was her, yeah. Oh, was it? I didn't even recognize her. Well, anyway, it's, she's like the hostage, and they've got ski masks on. Mm-hmm. And Hooker yells something at him. And he goes, we know who you are. <laughs> and I really wanted the guys to turn into six-year-olds and go, no, you don't. <laughs> but then they, of course, take off the ski masks. <laughs> Why not? Why not? Why not? And um, and um, and Hooker says to Adrian Zamed, "Try to sneak around him," you know, which he he does, you know. Like these guys aren't. There's two guys they can't possibly pay attention to both Hooker and and Adrian. But um, I mean, the whole thing was so so stupid, it and the bad. music was completely inappropriate. It was bad, and it just shows you that it was one of those things where clearly the writer said, well, we have to pad this episode out. How are we going to fill those last ten minutes? Mm-hmm. Uh, right in a long car chase? Okay, let's do that. We ran out of story, so we're going to put a car chase in. And to keep the car chase from getting boring, we will keep cutting to Hooker saying things. <laughs> Nonsensical things, even. Oh, I was yeah. trying to feel like, what is he saying? Why is he it- saying that? Yeah, come on, come on, slow down. You're not gonna make it. Yeah. Like, and then uh, I also stop backseat driving me. <laughs> I really liked that um, they're supposed to be going up this mountain at fairly high mm-hmm. speeds. Although, given how windy it was, I don't know how fast they would actually have been going. And Hooker is supposed to be driving his car just about as fast as the guy he's chasing, right? Because right. he's closing in on him, and the other guy can't stop his car. Um, in time to avoid going off the edge of the mountain, off the cliff. Right. But Hooker 
pulls his car up real slow. Yeah, like, real leisurely. <laughs> when did that happen? When did he have time to slow down and pull up like, you know, he's just pulling out of his driveway. Oh, I think yeah. I'll just pull up here. Look both ways. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So th- that was that was really, really bad. It was bad. It was terrible. Yes. Now, um, speaking of gratuitous shoulder rolls, I just want to say that um, we are now over at my house watching the Star Trek animated series because <gasps> yes. I bought it and I haven't watched it till now. It was mint in plastic, but now I've opened it and now it's not worth anything. Um, but we decided to watch the very first episode, which is called Beyond the Farthest Star. And it was written by Samuel Peoples, who also wrote the first Star Trek episode. Uh-huh. And it's not bad. You know, it has some recycled themes. It basically is the an evil entity that gets into the Enterprise computer system and takes over. But my favorite part is right at the end when uh, Kirk has to save the day. And the evil entity is is shooting a laser beam at Spock on the bridge, and Kirk has to distract it and then have to drive it out of the computer system somehow. So he goes to the the astrogator, right, the thing that's in the middle of the navigation, the astrogator, and he puts something on it that's going to short out the circuits. So he has to do it quick. And he puts the astrogator down, and then he has to get away from it before he gets, you know, blown up by all the sparks coming out. And the animated Kirk does a gratuitous shoulder roll across <laughs> the floor of the bridge. And well, I that's... was so happy that they put that in there. Well, that was um, in animated Kirk's animated contract. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It was so... So good. And in the first episode, too. That was the um, best part about I, it. I am going to beg you now to um, to somehow make a little movie of that part. <laughs> it was just awesome. Gratuitous shoulder roll right across oh, the floor. That is so funny. <laughs> so, anyway, that made me so happy. So very, very happy. Well, of course. And um, getting back to T.J. Hooker. <laughs> One of the other things we, we watched to talk about was an interview with Bill on Johnny Carson. Yes, that was so interesting. While Hooker was running. Mm-hmm. And first of all, you, we know how Bill is now on talk shows. I mean, he is wacko. Oh, and he owns them. He just walks yes. out there and he's completely yes. in charge. And uh, he, uh, you know, he's very calm and very professional mm-hmm. and, you know, not, not being too bizarre, but... We have watched so many things this week, and I've I've pulled together so much stuff that I've forgotten. But I remember, and you've got to fill in my memory, On he was describing some weird stunt in Uh, T.J. Hooker. Yes, with a plane. Oh, yes. He was supposed to be hanging off one of the struts of the wings of the plane, and they didn't want him to do it. But then he insisted on on doing some of it because he wanted it to to look really good. It's like, really? On the wing of a plane? Well, here's the part that got me. They wouldn't let him do this part either, which was the plane is about to take off and Hooker is running after it. Yes. And the plane turns around. Right. And then tries to run him over. Starts chasing him. I'm going, how stupid are these crooks? I mean, I know crooks are stupid, but Jesus, just take off. You're away from him. He's one guy on foot. Yes. And um, Bill wanted to to do this live with the propeller, you know, getting really, really close to him. <laughs> so fortunately, they said no. Probably the same people who wouldn't let him wrestle the tiger. <laughs> <laughs> I know. That's what I was thinking. 
But um, in talking about T.J. Hooker, because there have been these couple things posted on the, the Shatner Facebook, I, I was astounded to hear that originally the T.J. Hooker show had a police advisor. Really? Hmm. And then they got rid of him. <laughs> and that's when they apparently started doing things like airplanes chasing the cop. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, that was a great story. And um, <laughs> Bill was wearing, he had on a really weird looking shirt with sort of a Nehru uh-huh. collar. I don't know. It yes. wasn't particularly flattering. And he had on white disco shoes. Yes, with gray socks. Yeah, which was kind of distracting. And then at the end, he told the story about um, trying to kill the rat. That, mm-hmm. was, that was in his trailer. Now, you have to remind me, we've heard him tell that story. Several times. Hasn't he told that story with him being alone in the trailer? He's, he's told it where he was alone in a tent. Okay. He told it in his one-man show when he was in a camper with his three daughters. Okay. Um, he's told it, you know, where it was his wife. Mm-hmm. So. Okay. So it's been morphed. That story. Oh, yes. And I'm sure Bill has no idea how it actually really happened. <laughs> if it actually did. If it actually happened, right. But it made yes. a good closing for his segment on the Carson Oh, yes. Show. It was good. And he looked good. Oh, he looked great. He looked really good. Yes. He was very slim. He was very tan. His toupee looked good. Um, and good. it's also at the time when Wrath of Khan was out. Mm-hmm. Because Carson brings that up. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, lots of lots of T.J. Hooker stuff sort of popped up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And it's, it's all just absolutely worth a giggle, you it, know. It really is. Speaking of toupees, we're, we're really doing some great segues this week. Oh, my God. Let's talk about the toupee pictures. Okay. I got to tell you the backstory on this. Please, please. There was an incident at the Seattle Con, which was like last week. Mm-hmm. Um, Bill was on stage. You know, they always have the director chair. And he went to hold on to it or something. And the arm broke off. <laughs> So a guy came out, brought him a new chair and everything. And, of course, Bill made it into a bit. Well, somebody who was there posted these pictures on the the, um, the Shatner Facebook mm-hmm. saying, you know, here's the actual incident. But all that struck me was, oh, my God, <laughs> the toupee. And now I am definitely strongly back in the toupee camp not not plugs because in all these pictures you can very clearly see Mm -hmm. that bill's hair like from uh, about mid-ear down in the back is white yes yes and the toupee is um a very salt and pepper more pep more pepper than salt Mm -hmm. gray and i mean there were enough photos taken from enough angles that i'm going it's not the lighting no I noticed that too. That was the very first thing I saw. I mean, uh, you, me too. You got to think that his hair is is gray or white now because he's eighty three years old, and right. <laughs> it only makes sense that that's the case. But I was shocked to see how bad that looks because he's been very careful recently <gasps> to make his hair look pretty good, and this is the first time I've seen it looking really bad. I mean, really bad. Well, you know, I met him just recently. Yeah. And I was checking it out. You know, I didn't see anything like that. And all I can think is he has been so busy mm-hmm. um, doing cons and horse shows and everything. He didn't have time to, to get his the hair that is there dyed to match the toupee. Oh, 
Bill, Bill. Oh. Well, you know, he's at Dragon Con this very weekend as we speak, mm-hmm. which is a huge event. So yes. I'm hoping that he had time to have a little hair grooming done because he's going to be there in front of thousands of people and he better look oh. good. Oh, I know. I just, it is just like you, the, the very first thing I noticed mm-hmm. and my mouth fell open. It's crazy. But at least he was wearing a nice shirt, I have to say. Yeah, yeah. So. Very bad-looking jeans, though. Yeah, not not at all flattering. Not at all good. And um, it you can't really tell from the one picture that's, you know, full figure um, what he's wearing, but it, it, it kind of looks like um, shoes rather than his socks and sandals yeah. thing. But so. it could be. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Bill. Bill. <gasps> Oh, that was a shocker. Yeah. Yeah. Just not good. Um, so there's that. But then um, in really exciting news yes. and, and news of news, um, <laughs> well, I mean, this is like fresh, hot off the presses as of this oh, morning. Yes. Yeah. yes. Um, so Bill's album is coming out. In October. In October. And you can pre-order it. And he's been doing, of course, a ton of publicity for it. And um, there is a picture of the front cover. And I yes. have to say, I don't like it. I don't know about you. I do not like nope. the front cover. No, I don't either. I think It looks like bad Photoshop. It, it looks like bad Photoshop. And I think the way his name is lettered on it, it looks really, really cheesy. Yes, it does. So I'm not happy about that, but whatever. You know what it looks like? It looks like the cover of... Um, the Christian albums that are advertised on late night TV. Yes, I completely agree with you. It's just not good. But, um, so the album is called Ponder the Mystery. Mm-hmm. Bill's been calling it Prague Rock, but he's been spelling it like the capital of Czechoslovakia, which kind of <laughs> makes me laugh. <laughs> okay. He's been doing that in all his tweets, and it really was like, okay, whatever, that's pretty funny. Um, and he's doing... Da, sh- this is the Prague Rock we Prague listen rock. to here. He's doing <laughs> shows in support of it. He said he's he, going to play the whole album at these shows. He's got three shows coming up in Southern California mm-hmm. in October. Yep. Um, one is in Hermosa Beach. One is in Agora. And one is in San Juan Capistrano. Mm-hmm. So we'll see if there's a tour, an actual tour that follows that, from this. That would be something. Oh, I would love to see him do it. I notice that these shows are one right after the other. Um, yes. The 23rd, the 24th, and the 25th. So he's getting it in there. I mean, most rock bands don't do that. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, um, he has to get all these people together to do it. Mm-hmm. So that's probably much easier than, well, we're going to do one here and then one in six weeks and, you know. Just jam them all in together, get it over with, and, yep. you know, get it get it filmed so it can be Bill's next documentary. Uh, that's true. That's probably what he'll do. <laughs> so this is all exciting, and I really, really hope that this is a good album like the way Common People is a good album. Oh, I know. And I am just dying, dying, dying for him to, um, to do the video of whatever song it is with the rainbow pictures. Yeah. Yeah. Because I sent a good one. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, that'll be good. Well, I'm I'm hoping. I got my fingers crossed that it turns out. Mm-hmm. To be good. Please, Bill, make a good record. Please make a good record. 
Okay, I want to just discuss something really short, but it made me laugh so hard. Not the first part, which is the fact that the wonderful actress Julie Harris passed away. <laughs> but as we all know, she and Bill appeared together on Broadway. I believe it was Wait Until Dark. Am I right? I believe that's true. Okay, well, this was um, reported in the um, the Standard, is the paper, mm-hmm. and this has to have the stupidest headline I have ever, ever read. Julie Harris reveled in women's roles. <laughs> As opposed to all those men's roles that she had. Yeah, yeah. Or, 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 or children, or animals, or inanimate objects. <laughs> Oh, that's so funny. Um, the name of the play was A Shot in the Dark. I had to look just to... Oh, okay. Yeah. Yes. Um, now, oh, it's Shot in the Dark, not Wait Until Dark. Right. Okay. I was going to give them a little bit of leeway because this is a, a Hong Kong newspaper, the Hong okay. Kong edition. So maybe there's a little bit of a language <laughs> thing going on there. It's still stupid. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> See, that would only be appropriate, like, if it was... A drag queen's yes, epitaph. Exactly, exactly. Or if it was a man mm-hmm. and it said he reveled in women's underwear, <laughs> meaning he partied around in bra and panties, you know. But um, I really like the fact that the description of her, because it's not in America, um, says the 1.62 meter Harris. <laughs> <laughs> and to me, that sounds really tiny. It does, like a midget, right? <laughs> yeah. No, smaller than that, like a half an inch. Like a half an inch. <laughs> the 1.62 meter Harris, blue-eyed yes. with delicate features and reddish-gold hair. Well, thanks for that. And she reveled in those women's she roles. She reveled in those roles. Oh, so funny. <laughs> but, you know, just just as we know, you have to put a picture of Bill. When yes. Bill is, is whenever he's tangentially connected with anything that's in the article, mm-hmm. put a picture of Bill in there, it sells. And I just find that amazing because I, to me, her her most famous movie role was in East of Eden, mm-hmm. and so you could easily have a picture of her and in her most famous role with James Dean. Yeah, exactly. But, but they no, go for Bill. They go for Bill. And I actually love this picture of him. He's very Kirkish mm-hmm. in this picture. Yes. You know, he's got like a piece of paper and he's looking at her and you can almost hear him like, see, see, <laughs> you know? Yep. Yep. He's doing his Kirk thing there. Mm-hmm. So funny. So I do like that headline. That's <laughs> that's really good. Oh, all right. Let's talk about um, one more thing and then I think we should take a little break. Okay. Um, Last week, last last show, we talked about uh, the Star Trek dog bed. Yes. <laughs> and then there was another Star Trek dog bed. Yes. <laughs> How unusual that there really? were two dog beds in one week. I don't know. Well, you might have two dogs, you know. That's really funny. So last time we were talking about the one that looked like a, a, a captain's chair. Mm-hmm. And this week... This dog bed is a transporter pad. <laughs> and I don't know if, you know, an intelligent dog might be scared to go sleep on that. Well, I would be. I would definitely be. I mean, you know, who knows well, where I'm you'd Well, I'm crediting you with more intelligence than a dog. I would be so scared to wake up somewhere else. I really yes. would. Um, so it's the Star Trek original series transporter re-energized dog bed. A doggy bed made to look like the transporter from Star Trek. 
energized with a quilted transporter on top, extra quilting around the bottom, custom jacquard ribbon on the sides, metallic side fabric, and an oversized woven Star Trek logo label. This doggy bed was lovingly designed for the Star Trek fan and, more importantly, that fan's lucky canine. <laughs> The Star Trek original series transporter re-energized dog bed measures 32 inches wide and 27 inches long, so it's big enough for most dogs. Chances are, if you've been tripping on reruns of Star Trek, your beloved pooch has too. So of what, course. So what better gift to give him or her than this super comfortable Star Trek original series transporter energized dog bed? Energize. Energize. Yeah. Wow. Do they wake up energized? After I don't... You know... Every dog I've ever known really did not have a problem with the energy thing. <laughs> and it's sixty nine ninety nine. Okay, now, just in case you're thinking, hmm, sixty nine ninety nine, that's a little pricey for a dog bed. You could instead spend your sixty nine ninety nine and get a Star Trek rug. <laughs> yes. Now Cuvmo sent us this. Mm-hmm. And it is a Star Trek rug of the original Enterprise ship. Measures 39 inches by 71 inches. Fuzzy and fun, but not made from tribbles. <laughs> and it is, of course, from good, good old Think Geek. Mm-hmm. And it says, decorate boldly. <laughs> Sometimes interior decorating feels like the Kobayashi Maru. Okay. Should your mirror face a door, should the trim be red or blue, it can seem unwinnable. But James T. Kirk, comma, can help you. Oh, of course he can. Kirk can defeat the Kobayashi Maru of decorating your home by providing the fantastic subject for this stylish rug, his ship, the Enterprise. His ship. His ship that he loves like, like a, a woman. woman. <laughs> Um, so you could, you could, you know, get that, which both you and the dog could Mm -hmm. enjoy. There are some comments underneath. Oh, Um, okay. I didn't, didn't see those. Read those to us. Let's see. Um, (laughs) here's a good one. This so needs to be on my living room floor for my cats to vomit on. That's good. I like that one. Um, this guy says, trying to get my wife to let me put this in our living room is definitely a no-win scenario. I didn't <laughs> used to believe in them until I got married. <laughs> uh, oh, and no, here's, w- here's another good one. Go ahead. It says, would you accept a trade? I have one nearly new master's degree. Excellent condition. <laughs> barely used. <laughs> well, I want to warn anybody who's thinking about getting this. If you have a Roomba, the Roomba will not vacuum this rug. Because oh. Roomba will not go onto dark surfaces because oh. its its uh, its detector um, interprets a dark surface as meaning you're going to fall down the stairs. Interesting. I did not yes. know that. Okay. Well, yes, and there are elaborate instructions online on how you can take it apart and disable this part. I'm not... I'm absolutely not not doing that. Yeah. Um, but so if you're thinking that, just keep in mind, you will be the one vacuuming the Enterprise. Yeah. Um, I have to say, when I first looked at it, I thought it was a beach towel. 
So did I. And then I was like, oh, no, it's actually a rug, and it's actually pretty big. Well, isn't it lucky, though, that it's a rug like you put on the floor and not a toupee with the, the pointy sideburns? Yes, this is true. Um, now, did you look at the little pictures underneath? Yes. And and um, because it's ThinkGeek, you know, of course, the way that they've shown it in its natural habitat is it's on the floor and there's a little white Ikea couch next to it and there's a hipster girl sitting on it reading a hipster magazine, I guess. Yes. With yes. some tribbles on the couch next to her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And she's got a cupcake and she's probably drinking some Romulan ale or something. There. Yes. Yes. So, um... Yep, there's that. So if you've got a spare seventy, seventy-five dollars, whatever, you can you know decide. Do do you want a dog bed or do you want a rug? And if it's a dog bed, which dog bed? Yeah. All right, let's take a little break because we've been talking okay. for a while, and we've got just so much more stuff to get. Oh my to. God, yes. It's 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 unending. It's, it's crazy. <laughs> it's just crazy. Space, the final frontier. These are the voyages of the Starship Enterprise. Its five-year mission to explore strange new worlds. To seek out new life and new civilizations. To boldly go where no man has gone before. Talk to us, listeners. We love hearing from you. Send email to lookathisbutt at gmail.com. Leave comments at lookathisbutt.blogspot.com. And don't forget our Facebook page, this podcast produced on a MacBook Pro with GarageBand. Okay, welcome back to the podcast that needs no padding because we have more than enough stuff on our list. Really? It's now down to what are we not going to talk about rather than I know, what we I know. To talk about. And so much of it came up in the last couple of days. It's amazing. Yes. Well, um, let's just let's talk about the the comic book first because I just think it's so amusing and um, okay, it will it will amuse everybody I think. So uh, I read a lot of comic books, as you know. There used to be a whole mm-hmm. podcast about the comic books, which yes. I might get back to one day. Um, and so I've been reading these comic books for the show that's called My Little Pony. Now, before you freak out about that, <laughs> let me just explain that. Maybe 10 years ago, My Little Pony, there was a show, and they had the little ponies, and it was like icky little girl stuff. But now, it's been revived by some really smart, really funny people, and it's much more of an adult cartoon, and they put out these comic books that are really aimed at adults. They're not aimed at kids at all. Mm -hmm. So, it's great. It's really, really funny. So, the comic books are good. I like them. And I've noticed in the past couple issues that when they have crowd scenes, they draw in all kinds of really interesting ponies in the background. They're references from movies and from comic books and and from other shows. The people who who do the show and who do the comics are massive Doctor Who fans. So, there's actually a pony called Doctor Hooves. (laughs) And... Yeah, and mostly he looks like David Tennant, and he has a girlfriend who has blonde hair, and she looks like Rose, and they are together a lot, but then there's also other doctors in there, like the fourth doctor has been in there, and the third doctor, and then the eleventh doctor, he wears a fez, and he shows up Mm -hmm. sometimes, so it's really funny just to see them, and you have to look really carefully, because they're in the background. So I'm looking at this issue, and I'm, I'm laughing at the things, there's, you know, an animal house joke, the cake 
car mm-hmm. that says eat me on it <laughs> and then i'm looking down in the corner and i'm like oh what's this little guy saying so it's a pony with a little hat and he's talking to two other ponies and he says joy to you friends come for the festival are you and i was like wait a minute that's like return of the archons and then i look closer and he's talking to two ponies that are kirk and spock <laughs> and the level of detail on this um, the the costumes on Kirk Pony and Spock Pony are are perfect. The costume on Doctor Hooves and the hat is absolutely like the guy. And it took me the longest time because I was laughing so hard to realize there's also a pony wearing the hood and carrying the stick that blows smoke and sparkles. Oh my God, it's so funny. And, and so I scanned it in and the scan is quite large. Now on the page, this is probably like an inch. Oh my God. That's how small it is. And you really have to look closely at it, but this is what they did to make it this detailed. And yeah, it's amazing. And the Kirk pony, he's got the Kirk hair. He's got like <laughs> the little flip in the front, right? Yep. Yep. And Spock has the eyebrows, and he's got pointed ears, and he sort of looks pissed off. And the Kirk pony's looking at him like, oh, what's going on? <laughs> well, because all the ponies have pointed ears, Spock has super pointed yeah, ears. Yeah, and they're, they're way up. They're very, very yes. tall, pointy ears. Yes. So, anyway, I just laughed and laughed and laughed. So, that is so just funny. so funny. <laughs> And I've posted it, you know, a couple places. I mean, I put it on our Facebook, but I also put it on the Facebook group for William Shatner, and people are enjoying it. Oh, it's just great. So I'm going to have to look at all the issues from now on to see if there are other Star Trek jokes in there. <laughs> but this is just so obscure, you know? Oh, like, I know. It's not even like one of the well-known ones, you know, like Tribbles or yeah. something. <laughs> okay. And all I could think was... Is Ben Stiller writing for My Little Pony? Because, you know, he named his production company Red Hour. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I don't know. I don't know. But this is just brilliant. So. Also, I got to point out, this is another media conquered. This is true. This is, you know, I wonder if Bill even knows about this. We should let him know about this. <laughs> I don't know how, but we should let him know. Did you know about this, Bill? Bill, we know you love horses, yeah. so we thought you'd like to see what you would look like if you were a pony. If you were a pony. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <sighs> okay. So that was great. Um, now, let's talk about the trailers. Oh, yes. Honest trailer. We talked before about the Honest Trailer for the first horrible Star Trek movie. Mm-hmm. And now they've made one for Into Darkness. And they have hit the, the, the nail right on the head. Yes. With this, um, I had watched it several times. Mm-hmm. It goes by really quick and, and it's jammed. It's just packed mm-hmm. with stuff. It's amazing. Right. Um, I, I like at the very beginning where they, they go, join the worst Starfleet captain in the universe. <laughs> okay. It was brilliant. And they do a little comparison of how, um, and Jaden, you know, the, the movie that J.J. Abrams said would be completely different from Wrath of Khan. And then they go and they show all the scenes that are exactly the same yes, as Wrath of Khan. Yes, except for this. Yes. And this. Which is exactly the same as the yes. first movie. It's it's so good, and just they take down all of the bad characterizations and how awful Kirk is as a character, and things that don't make any sense, and how the female characters are treated. And oh God, yes, just everything. And then the, as 
you had said to me the other day, the best part is at the end when when they do the stuff with with really old wrinkly Spock. Yes. <laughs> yeah, they they put in like a little animation of this is what will probably be in the next movie. Mm-hmm. And who's ever doing the voices? Really got the voices of young Spock and old Spock, mm-hmm. or as they call them, Smock. <laughs> um, got those perfect. And what stunned me about old Smock was age years ago, years ago, Wildcat pointed out to me that from about Wrath of Khan on, Nimoy always sounded like his dentures didn't fit. Mm-hmm. And they they have captured that. It's amazing. It's so good. Plus, the joke is really funny as they go yes. down all the list of things that they should know about in the future. <laughs> right, right. So um, that's really good. And I, I love, once again, when they do the starring and they give them all these weird names and they called uh, Kirk Captain Twerk. Yes. Which I didn't even know what twerking was until two days ago, <laughs> thanks to Miley Cyrus. Yes. And it's like, oh, my God, just the whole thing is just too, too funny. Oh, it's awesome. So everybody should go and watch that. You will all like it very, very much. You will like it a lot. (laughs) (sighs) Okay. What do you want to talk about next? Okay. Big news. Bill wants to be Alfred (laughs) in Batman versus Superman. Um, Here's the article from uh, comicbook.com. This weekend, as the entertainment world was reeling from and reacting to news that Ben Affleck was cast as Batman in the forthcoming Man of Steel sequel, Batman vs. Superman, William Shatner went where no man had gone before and used it as a job application. Here's the tongue-in-cheek tweet from the one-time captain of the USS Enterprise. Um... This is going to at Ben Affleck. Congratulations. If you need an Alfred, let me know. <laughs> and he didn't sign it my, MBB. He just put a, a winky face. Yes, and then it said, you know, William Shatner. But it says, joking aside, it could be an inspired bit of casting if Alfred even appears in the film. Fan, blah, 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 blah. Let's see. Is there anything else? Uh, no, Mike, that was well. They, Michael Caine was Alfred in the previous Batman movies, and right. it says uh, Michael Caine did say he'd take the job back if it were offered to him. So, speaking of Michael Caine, I have run across this quote of his several times, and I love it. It's so funny, and I'm just sharing it out of the blue because you said Michael Caine. Um, as you may know, I mean, Michael Caine has, is one of the hardest working actors. He made movie after movie after movie after movie, and he's very, very good. Mm-hmm. But one of his absolute worst movies was Jaws 3. <laughs> yes. And he said, uh, no, I haven't seen it, which I, but I understand it's terrible. <laughs> but I have seen the house it built, and it's beautiful. Ah, that's awesome. And I, I love, you know, that he just comes out and acknowledges did it for the money. Got my check. I don't have to watch that movie, you exactly. know. <laughs> exactly. That's great. That, he's he's wonderful. I really like him. Yes. So, um, I don't know if uh, the the other thing while we're on the subject of Ben Affleck as Batman, Batman, I gotta say that uh, Matt Damon's little reaction to it was so funny. Did you hear about this? No. What did he do? Oh, well, they, they ask, you know, they're saying, will you be Robin and blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. What do you think of the controversy? And he managed to, like, answer the question and put down Batman at the same time by <laughs> saying something like, well, you know, um, 
what do you do? You wear this 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 cape and sweat a lot and talk in a whispery, growly voice, and that's uh, well within um, Ben's acting range. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, but it's a real nothing of a role. The interesting role is is Bruce Wayne. But I just love that that he's going. It's yeah, there's nothing to it. And he was right. There is absolutely nothing to it. Mm-hmm. Yes, this is true. <laughs> just walking around going, I'm Batman. Yes, my, yes, that's all there is to it. My the suit does all the work. Yes. Just the cowl. That's all we need. Doesn't matter who's in mm-hmm. the cowl. Just the cowl. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So um, let's talk about Maynard. Yes. Our good, good friend Maynard from down under. Yes. Because yes, he was just on fire this week sending us stuff. Uh, I think he was cleaning out his closet. <laughs> Um, so he sent us some great stuff, and I have to say, I listened to the little um, recording that he attached, mm-hmm. which was him and his very first band playing the theme from Barbary Coast. Yes. <laughs> On it, uh, horns. It sounded like it was all horns to me. And it, it sounded like there were at most three of them. Three of them. And they, they yeah. played the theme from Barbary Coast, which I just thought was brilliant. And I'm sure nobody, but nobody in the room knew what the hell they were doing. Well, I, you know, I I could not um, hum the theme from Barbary Coast. And I certainly cannot hum the theme from T.J. Hooker. No, absolutely not. So that was a bold move for him yes. in high school or whenever it was. He was fearless. Risk is his business. <laughs> Oh, that was great. Um, I also liked his photo of the uh, Ken and Barbie dolls, which you have, as you pointed yes, out. Yes, yes. He, you know, he was asking about that. Uh, you know, he he found a picture. And uh, so, yeah, he's uh, he's just been going to town. That's great. It really is. And, and of course, we appreciate it. We appreciate all the messages and mm-hmm. everything that, that people send us. It's just wonderful. We love it. We love our listeners. We do. We have the best <laughs> listeners. Um, so thank you, Maynard, and thank you for that musical rendition. Maybe we could play that as our break music. Oh, we could do that. I could slot it in there. Yeah. Sure. 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 I can do anything. Of course you can. As long as my computer is working. You know, I, I, I just want to mention that I'm actually recording this tonight on a Windows computer because my Apple laptop has been giving me some issues. So if I yes. sound different, it's because of Windows. It, it's definitely because of Windows. <sighs> scary, scary yes. stuff. Well, while we're talking about really culture stuff, like the theme from Barbary Coast, <laughs> I want to talk about these lithographs. Yeah. Now, uh, this was on Trek Today. Bye Bye Robot is now offering six new Star Trek-themed lithographs, and they are the the original six movies, yes. TMP through um, uh, Undiscovered Country. Mm-hmm. And the interesting thing is just looking at them, the one that strikes me as the most beautiful is Star Trek V. Hmm. I just think that is a gorgeous, gorgeous mm-hmm, picture. Mm-hmm. It is. I, I think they're all really interesting. I think they oh, get yes. more interesting as they go on. Yes. Like the first two, I'm not so crazy about. I think the third one is beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, the fourth one's interesting because of the plot of the movie and how that all yes. works together. And then five and six are, are just amazing. I love the mm-hmm. use of color in them. They're really nice. Yes. Well, and I, the thing for me about... F- the one for five 
is it's inspired by a a non science fictiony space travel part of the movie. Yes. So I think many people could look at this and not know that it's a Star Trek thing and just think it is a beautiful piece of art. Yeah, it it's um uh yeah. I I was just gonna say it reminds me of an artist and his name is totally escaping me right now. But the, the color in the sky is so beautiful and, oh, and yeah. so delicate the way that um, the light is, is sort of going through it, even though it's dark outside. I don't know. It's just great. Um, now, I was trying to find out. Here we go. I'm now on StarTrek.com looking at the lithographs. And it looked to me when I checked here earlier that you could only buy them in a set of six. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait. Here, I'm doing click here to purchase and find out if I'm right. Set of all six movie posters, exclusive paper, lithographs. They are 12 inches by 24 inches, very nice size. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, and they're, they're six for the price of one. Oh, it says you can get individuals. Oh. Okay, because to get all uh, six is $125. Mm-hmm. But to get, you know, maybe... Just the one you adore is, let's make sure. Wait for it. $25. Oh, that's not bad. That is not bad at all. And and these are very beautiful. Yeah, and they're printed on, it says, high-quality, heavyweight paper. And um, if the colors come out true to the illustrations here, I'm sure they would be just gorgeous. Mm -hmm. Yes. So, again, um, we've been loving the, um, the Ortiz posters. Yeah. And, oh, I wanted to read the name of this artist, and I, I'm looking, and that thing isn't telling me. <laughs> I'm looking. Um, it gives the last name of the artist, which is uh, Ferguson, but it doesn't say w- it, what that person's first name is. It might be Craig. <laughs> Could be Craig. Could be Craig. <laughs> possibly. I didn't know this was one of his talents, but, you know, possibly. No, here it is. Created by artist Matt Ferguson. Okay. There we go. Yeah. Well, they're wonderful. We love all the new media that's coming out and people's their own and takes that it, on it. It's classy stuff. Yeah, really good. You know, it's it's like so so far above your average fan art stuff. Isn't it amazing that for something like Star Trek, they can have things like this and the Ortiz posters, and yet they'll still sell you cans of Romulan ale. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Well, obviously, the people handing out licenses have some very strange criteria. Just whatever's going to make them a buck. They don't I th- really I think give so. a shit. I think so. But it is it is nice that people with genuine talent and genuine imagination mm-hmm. um, are, are doing beautiful things like this. Yes, I completely agree. They're making a buck, and they don't give a shit who knows it. <laughs> Paramount's motto. That's that's right. Um, do you want to talk about what your favorite Star Trek movie says about you? Yeah, let me open that up here for a second. Okay, um, I have to as well. It's a very long article, and I I, I, I did read through it. Um, I didn't read every single word of it, but I did read through it. So mm-hmm. this was in uh, an online area um, publication called What Culture? Um, exclamation point. And it's a fairly long, and I thought pretty well written, yes. um, analysis of all of the movies and um, what it might say about you and what the, not the plot 
so much of each movie, but just sort of the themes that each movie, you know, gets to. Like, right. what, what does it really mean? And right. how that might relate to you as a person. And then it also says, you know, other favorite movies that you might have based on this. Right. Um, so, for instance, if your favorite movie is TMP, um, you like Star Trek when it has a message and you feel the motion picture is the purest form of Star Trek. The message that love will bring the next step in our evolution is something you wish everyone would take away from the movie. Um, you are scientifically minded. You dream about exploring space. It upsets you when NASA mothballed or upset you when NASA mothballed the space shuttle. And you internally giggle when people don't know that the speed of light is 186,000 <laughs> miles per second. Um, favorite moment in the film, the 10-minute journey into the cloud mm-hmm. <laughs> and Spock Spacewalk. And other films you might like is uh, 2001 Space Odyssey and the Cosmos TV series. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I'm finding this interesting just because, well, for many reasons, but um, one of the big ones is, as you were saying, they do a pretty good job of uh, – getting to the heart of each film. Mm -hmm. I I think they really do. Um, So I wanted to read from um, number six because I really like six. It's, it's okay. Possibly my favorite movie. So I'm going to, I'm going to skip the, the plot stuff here. Okay. Okay. What it says about you. This is the perfect Star Trek for you. Not buried under the weight of its own importance like the motion picture and not overly silly like the voyage home. This is classic Star Trek. Kirk getting to do all the adventuring while Spock uses his brain on the ship to figure out what is going on. It reminds you of episodes like Arena, Doomsday Machine, and That Which Survives. All the crew have a chance to show off their strengths. They all get their moment in the spotlight and it fills you with tears to see the Enterprise go toward the sunset one last time. Set in the Star Trek universe you recognize with all the aliens you love, The Undiscovered Country is a superb story for Kirk and company to bow out with. The that's film, true. The film even makes Shakespeare sound cool, but that's only because Christopher Plummer is spouting the words while wearing a bolted-on eye patch. <laughs> in your everyday life, you love news. Diplomacy, politics, and backstabbing. You love election season and watching presidents and prime ministers get a grilling. That's porn for you. <laughs> Which is kind of true. I really like yeah. um, watching news. And then it says other films you like. Frost Nixon and the Columbo box set. Especially the episode <laughs> starring William Shatner. Shatner! <laughs> <laughs> so I thought that was pretty good. And, you know, I agree with a lot of that stuff. It it does... That movie really reminds me of the TV show. It reminds me of classic mm-hmm. Trek. Because of what Kirk gets to do and what Spock gets to do. And that the you know, the other people get to do their parts and it all sort of comes mm-hmm. together in the end so that everybody can eventually save the day at the last minute. Yes. Well, I want to read the Wrath of Khan one okay. because that is my favorite. And um, I, I was thinking as you were reading that about how um, each of these movies represents sort of a certain type of episode. Yes. And one of the things I like about Wrath of Khan is it pulls in the Kirk's old girlfriend shows up mm-hmm. motif, mm-hmm. but with an interesting and very painful twist. So, anyway, here's what they have to say The Wrath of Khan is more to you than Khan. <laughs> <clears throat> It is about not losing hope as you journey through life. It's about forming bonds and learning to deal with them when they break. When they say explore new worlds, 
this film found the balance between the macro and the micro better than any other Star Trek movie. You also love space fights, but not the Star Wars variety. You prefer to see giant ships make slow passes (laughs) as they punch holes in each other. Action doesn't have to be lightning fast. There is more drama in every phaser blast in the Wrath of Khan than a million Death Stars exploding. Mm -hmm. You are a person who likes conflict. You don't always start the fight, but you will do your best to win. Mm -hmm. Be it a debate, internet argument, or fist fight, you will find a way to win. And nothing satisfies you more than bringing a smart arse down to size. (laughs) If only I thought of it then is something you rarely say after an argument. Now, here's the thing I don't understand. Favorite moment in the film, 16309. I think that's when um, Kirk sends the numbers over to Khan. Oh. That's the code. Wow, you're good. <laughs> well, I had to think about it when I read it, but I think that can that's the only thing it could be. Wow. Because that okay. is the, like, the pivotal moment in the movie, right? Oh, it, it, absolutely. It, yeah, yeah. yeah. Here it comes. Yeah. Here it comes, yes. Well, anyway... Um, yeah, for me, Wrath of Khan is my favorite. But each one of these little things is is definitely worth reading. But then when he gets into the uh, the newer movies mm-hmm. and and generations and and you know the um, the J J Abrams verse, it's like, okay, I I hate those movies. So yeah, well, I I stopped. Reading. I can't relate to any of those people. Yeah, I stopped reading at that point. So yeah, yeah, I, I was sort of skimming. But anyway, I think it's really interesting, and I would love for our listeners to go. Read this and let us know, you know, what's your favorite movie and what do you think of this lighthearted and admittedly non-scientific analysis? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's good. Yes, that's your homework. We would really love to hear from you on that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, I think we have... uh, We've got two things left. Okay. What are they? Um, one is the, the, oh. the 3D face. Yeah. And one is um, my rant. Why don't you do your rant? Okay. And then we'll come back to the 3D face. Because that's pretty freaky. Yeah. Okay. This is this is a rant and a whine all combined together. Um, so I noticed on Twitter that somebody had tweeted to Bill um, about a podcast and then and put a link into where the podcast was. And Bill said... I'll listen to it later. And I thought, why is Bill listening to that podcast and not to our (laughs) podcast? Because our podcast is all about him. This doesn't make any sense. Well, I got to tell you, I'm impressed that Bill said he would listen. Because that's the first indication that he knows a little bit more about what a podcast is than he did a month ago. He still calls brown bag wine tasting podcast, though. He referred to them that way recently, and I was like, oh, God. He still doesn't know. (laughs) Well, who's going to correct him? He's William fucking Shatner. That's right. That's right. I know. (laughs) So um, the podcast in question is by a woman named Janie Godley, and she's a British comedian. I think actually she's a Scottish comedian. And she does this podcast with her mother. 
Um, and so I started looking at it. I haven't listened to it yet, but I want to because it looks good. And, and apparently it's her and her mom sitting around just kind of talking about issues and joking, kind of like this show. Um, mm -hmm. But it's not Star Trek centric. It's just more about topics of the day. Um, and there's quite a few episodes. They're up to 148 or 149. And it seems like William Shatner's been coming up recently. And I found this very interesting description of one of their shows. So in episode 148 of Janie Godley's podcast, the comedy mother and daughter discuss the Oxford rape case, Cardinal O'Brien leaving Scotland, and the sexual nature of American apparel adverts. They wax lyrical about David Sedaris, and Janie rants about people pressing her buzzer. Ashley talks about sexual thoughts regarding William Shatner. Duh. <laughs> and I was like, really? That's very interesting because that's exactly what we do on this show. Yes. So I want to know, you know, she got him to know about their show by tweeting at him. Maybe he knew who she was before that. Maybe there's some mutual acquaintance that introduced them. I don't know. But I just want to know how we can get him to pay attention to us because he should. Well, did you remember a couple of years ago when um, uh, there was some woman getting everybody she knew to flood Bill with, I believe it was email at the time, saying, you know, you should mention this woman or, or something mm -hmm. like that. Do you remember this? Mm -hmm. And I, I believe he got annoyed at her. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I just... <laughs> I would I would love to maybe send him a, a, a CD, a best of, you know, make mm -hmm. like a best of CD just for Bill. Yeah, that'd be cool. And, um, you know, I bet if we made it, um, if I privately contacted his, his one assistant that I know mm -hmm. and said, if we... Could we please send this to you as a gift for you to pass along to Bill for him to listen to, you know, um, maybe he would. Maybe. Maybe he I think would. it's a, we, we should start thinking about what are our best of moments and do a short one. I mean, like 10 yeah. minutes or something, not, you know, one of our one-hour extravaganzas. Okay. Well, I think some of our discussions about his acting would mm -hmm. be really fun for him to listen to. But we've got to get into the silly stuff, too. Oh, yeah. I course. mean, we can't talk about his toupee, no. obviously. But, you know, I, I know we could find stuff that he would, would find funny. I think so. I well, think. I just want to think about it. But it just, you know, I people send him stuff all the time, and he's always meeting folks and blah, blah, blah. But I know. the fact that well, it was a podcast really sort of struck home to me, and I was like, mm -hmm. oh, I want him to listen yeah. to our podcast. Yeah, you know, we should really think about it. That might be a good project for us to work on putting together a, a brief, you know, best of look at his butt. Mm -hmm. And see if we can get a copy of that to Bill. That would be cool. So if anybody knows um, about Janie Godley, maybe you can fill me in on her. And if you know mm -hmm. her connection to Bill, fill us in on that, too, because we'd like yeah, to know. We, yeah, we love knowing this stuff. Yeah. Okay, now on to the truly, truly weird. <sighs> okay, how did you find out about this? I don't remember. <laughs> and that's pretty pathetic because it just came up today. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, it might have been on the, the Shatner Facebook. But it's a website called That'sMyFace.com where you can post um, a, a, a straight-on photo of a face, let's say yours, and then a left profile, right profile, and they will make a three-dimensional thing of it that mm -hmm. you can have 
put on a coffee cup or, or whatever you want. So they did one for Kirk. And here's the thing. Uh, the front one, okay, good. The uh, the left and the right are the same image, just flipped. <laughs> flipped, yes. So I was kind of like, hmm, I don't know about that. But the the result is both impressive and strange. Yes. And if you go to the, the previewer, I don't know if you did that, you can... Uh, you can select which products you want it on. Oh, I didn't do that. Should I do that? Well, I'm looking for... The, okay, here, I'm at product. I'll read them to you. Okay. Um, you can have it made into an action figure, of course. Um, and you can you can have it just just a necklace, neck, like with no neck, action figure head. <laughs> okay. A 3D portrait. A, this one's interesting. A wearable face mask. Okay. Um, let's see. What are the other ones? Uh, a 3D portrait on a tile. <laughs> on a tile. Okay. Yeah. And and the, the one they show is Barack Obama, but then they also show one of, like, a little kid, and it it's very Twilight Zone. Um, a full head, a pin head. A, a pin head. And it's a... A head you can stick pins in, like, you know, a pin cushion. A cup head, and they, they're putting scissors and pens in it. A Now, this one I don't even understand. A brain case slash box head with skull caps. You can take the top off, and there's a brain. Uh. And then there's one brain case with brain lid only. I'm not sure what that means. Brain case slash box head without skull cap. And you can also have it made into a paper face mask. Okay. Um, now, there's also a really strange section called modify the face. Okay. I'm looking at the section where you can put hair on it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, there are many weirdnesses here to explore. Go ahead, please. Um, so it gives it to you. With the face, with a bald head, and then you can select different hairstyles to put on it. And there's one that's called the male hair Superman, which is actually not unlike the Kirk hair. Okay. Um, but it's really interesting to see Bill's face with a bald head. <gasps> yeah. Because, well, it's obvious. Well, yes. Hmm. Okay, here's the things you can do with modify the face. Um, you can make it have an African ethnicity. Mm-hmm. And that looks nothing like Bill. <laughs> then you can make it Southeast Asian, which kind of looks like him. Um, East Indian, which really is not really different from the real thing. <laughs> I mean, from regular. European ethnicity. Eth- Did I say that right? Yes. yes ethnicity. And, yes. um, not much, not too much different there. Um, female. Yes, that was really weird. Really weird, and um, it actually looks like a woman I know. <laughs> one of my actor friends. Of course, everybody looks like one of your actor friends. Well, this one happens to look like my friend Lisa Marie Newton, <laughs> and I'm going to send it to her. Um, then it can be very female. Yes. And then there's 
male, which is what Bill is, mm-hmm. and then there's very male. And it's very male is very interesting to me because I don't consider the person I see in very male to be the least bit attractive. No, not at all. I agree. Yeah. So, um, and then you can, oh, here's the fun, fun ones. Aged by 10 years. Mm-hmm. Pretty accurate. Uh, aged by 20 years. Still okay. Aged by 40 years. Not even close. Not even a little bit. It's amazing how much that doesn't look like him. <laughs> yes. And then you can do amplified a- ex- asymmetrics, mm-hmm. asymmetries, which I guess plays up the things that are different you know, from side to side. Mm-hmm. And then there's caricature. And what? I, I mean, <laughs> it doesn't look that much different. Um, no. I, I did want to say the very last one that they've done. Oh, you can also turn it so it's like three-quarter view. Mm-hmm. This is amazing. Okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead. That's okay. The very last one that they gave you on the, the, the landing page where they've done mm-hmm. it for you, which is called Beautified. Yes. James T. Kirk's face, statistically beautified. This looks to me exactly the way Kirk is drawn in really bad fanfic. <gasps> You're right. Right? And he's not as attractive as real Kirk. Exactly. That was the very first thing I thought of when I saw it. I was like, oh, no, it's a bad piece of fanfic art. Yeah. And it's all, it's all like, glisteny, you know? Uh-huh. Too many highlights. Yep. And his eyes are sort of big and... Doe-eyed. Ugh. No. Yeah, no. moist-looking. Moist moist-looking. Yes, that's exactly right. Yes. Wow. You are so right. <laughs> but that's really bizarre. It is. <laughs> I got to tell you, of all the products you can put it on, the tile is the freakiest. <laughs> but, so strange. Um, and also, I, it's really, really weird that um, the um, trope of... Various Kirk things looking like actor friends of mine <laughs> has showed up now for the third time. Just keeps going on like that. I know. So funny. So very. But cute. somebody um, who posted, who originally, or when this was originally posted, now I am remembering it was on the Shatner Facebook, said they thought the female one looked a little bit like Janeway, and it does. Kind it does. Of. Actually, I was just thinking that. Yep, it mm-hmm. does look like Janeway. Yep. Definitely. I wonder how much the female one looks like his sister. Oh, yeah. I've never seen, like, an adult picture of his sister, so I don't know. Mm-mm. It would be interesting to know that. Wow. <laughs> so that that's really kind of a wacky thing. <laughs> and, you know, it can be as creepy as you want it to be. Mm-hmm. Yep, definitely. And, uh... You can just have lots of fun. (sighs) Well, I think that should wrap it up for us. Oh, what a show. I'm exhausted. I'm exhausted as well. Um, So just to remind everybody, we're going to be at Creation Con. Yes. um, Which is coming up, you know, in not that much longer. And, uh, you know, I actually went to the Creation Con site to find some banners to put up at at the Mm -hmm. Look at His Butt blog. Their banners suck. I'm sorry. Well, we got to put one up. I know. So I have to find something. I think I might actually need to steal one of their flash banners and put that up instead because the static ones are just no good. Yep. Um, but we'll be there and we're going to have a great time in our room and we'll be there seeing Bill and 
just roaming around and in the dealer's room and doing everything. There's quite a number of interesting people who are going to be there. Oh, uh, who? But, uh, in well, addition to Bill. In addition and to us. Bill. Well, I don't have it open right now, but. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. That's okay. It'll be a surprise to me. Yeah. And there's going to be our fabulous room party. Yes. Which will be much fun. And we'll be watching stuff. There'll be media happening. We'll be talking and sharing stories and drinking, and it'll be great. Oh, yeah. I can't wait. Yeah. It'd be awesome. Yeah. So, everybody, remember, uh, do support our sponsor, Action Pants. Yes, Action Pants, Action Pants. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I guess that's it. That's it for now. Well, thank you all for listening. We love you guys. Keep sending us stuff because we just... We wouldn't have this show without your contributions. Well, yeah, we can't possibly keep up with all of it. And we just, we love hearing from you and all the the wonderful tidbits you guys um, uncover. That's right. We need our operatives out in the field to keep us up to date on what's happening. And I think we're going to institute an award now. That um, if you find something like really obscure that nobody has ever found before, it's going to be the My Little Pony Award. Because I'm predicting that within a few days, we are going to see that all over the internet. Oh, and it'll and be we from are going to know it came from you. It came from us. That's right. Yes. Absolutely. So it'll be the, the Elena Taylor My Little Pony Award. <laughs> I like that. Oh, yeah, I'm all I, for I that. bet you never thought there would no, be an award named after you. I never did. Okay. Yeah. That's awesome. All right. Well, thanks for listening. Until next time, um, live long and potluck. That's my my catchphrase. We haven't said that in a while, so I just thought I'd bring that out once more. Okay. All right. Bye. Bye.